The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are so glad to have you with us today. I, I want to point out right at the beginning of the show, this is what they call a disclaimer. If I pause for a second, I'm not in deep thought. I'm just trying not to cough. So if you get in, Robbie, you don't have a comment about me being in deep thought. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but think of Eon Fleming. <laughs> yeah. <just> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like like many of us out there. There's a there's a cough going around, flu going around. And so I I've been battling this cough. For I used to have weeks. an old friend, uh, old ministry friend that said it's not the cough that'll get you. It's the coffin they take you off. in. oh. Oh, well, now that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a drum roll. <laughs> Welcome to the Baskin Journey. We have a room full. We have everybody that normally is on the show from time to time is in the room today. So, you know, we have Al. Hello, Al, which he's not got a microphone, so you just have to pretend he's here. Hi, Sam. Hi. Dennis is here. Vinny's here. Robbie's here, and I'm here. And so we're, we're really glad to have you with us. And we're going to be talking about a topic today that I think every single person has dealt with at some point at one time or another. If yes. they haven't, I don't believe they're being truthful. There you go. All right. I believe that uh, maybe, maybe Jesus didn't deal with it on his end of the equation, but I'm sure he still had to deal with the effects of it. And what we're really talking about today is the effects of miscommunication. And, and not more than that, the enemy's plan with miscommunication. We talk a lot about spiritual warfare, but one of his key tools is to get us to misinterpret what each other say. Because right, if he can do that, it starts to lay some fertile ground for some things to happen. And we're going to go to a classic clip right out of the gate. If you're, what, uh, Robbie, under uh, under 40, you might not have heard it. Yeah. yeah Anywhere man. between Robbie's age and Vinny's, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is an old Abbott and Costello clip. And uh, Costello tends to talk pretty fast. you got to pay some attention. But let's just listen to what happens throughout this clip. To join the retired actors baseball team. Oh, you would. And I would like to know some of the guys' names on the team, so if I want to play with them, I'll know them, and I'll meet them on the street or in the home here, I can say hello to them. Oh, sure. But you know they give baseball players nowadays very peculiar names. Oh, a lot of funny names. <laughs> well, let's see now. We have on our team, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find then, out, the guy's name. Uh-huh. That's what I want to find out, the guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, now you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling him. You said nothing yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Who's on third? You know the guy's name's on the baseball team. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. I'm asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. That's his name. You said that. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first base? Sure. Well, tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? <laughs> the guy playing first base. Who is on first, Lou? What are you asking me no, for? Don't get excited. I'm saying who. I'm asking you a simple question. Who's on first? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? 
I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on first oh, base? Oh, no, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time! <laughs> Don't mix up my... I'm not mixing up anybody. Now, what's the guy's name on first base? Now, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. Now, well, that's not whoa, 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 whoa. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name? Yes. I don't know anybody's name on the team. I, uh, how could I mention a guy's name? You did. You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. <laughs> I didn't even mention a guy's name on third base. Yes, you did. All right, then. Who's playing third base? No, who's on first? I'm not asking you what's on first. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's third base. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys, we needed a camera in studio for that, didn't we, Robbie? Oh, to see Vinny. It was like he was in vaudeville right there. I'm pretty sure that that's what, he was sitting in the stage in New York watching Abbott and Costello. Because it's still as funny as it ever was. It was. I remember that being a young kid and, and listening to that and just rolling. It was so funny to try to keep up with them. And, and just you get to see some miscommunication going on there, don't you, Dennis? Yeah, and when you add, I remember seeing it on TV, and when you added in their body movements and the language that was going on there, it was even more of a hoot because, of course, Lou Costello was this little chubby guy, and the other one was tall guy. But they just—it's it, almost like you could feel your blood pressure rising with them mm-hmm. <laughs> as as one became more and more frustrated over what he thought the other was trying to say. Yeah, the, the that was the interesting thing that in that clip it was really cool that. The miscommunication led right to exactly what you said, frustration. Mm-hmm. And that's what the enemy loves. He loves the frustration. That's the spark he can start a fire with. Now, Robbie, I'm going to ask you a question, kind of put you on the spot. Have you ever had to deal with miscommunication in your life? Today? Now we have. <laughs> <laughs> there, I think they're called the three old uh, ladies miscommunication misspoken and misunderstanding <laughs> you know those were the three biddies that could get me and I, they get me constantly uh as i think the idea is like you it, it was speaking actually about the, as we were talking about getting on the show that satan is trying to bait us to say that's what here he goes again how many times have i got it you know am, is he going to always be like this and as soon as i take the bait and i make that agreement then he has me right and you know especially in situations with my wife it's like haven't we been here before is this the 50th millionth time and he knows exactly the little tweak the little nuance that's going to get you to say here we go again it sounds like you know six months ago and i'm on the roll again and i don't even get past whatever the situation is because i'm already just totally frustrated with where I'm at in it. Right, and that's when the enemy's really got you, got you in his arms right there. He's holding you. And it's interesting. They, they, he, he teaches you with your wife and your children almost first how to do that. Because <laughs> each of my children have a unique way that they can get under my skin, and immediately he's got me up, line, and sinker. Now, Dennis, a question for you. Have you had to deal with miscommunication in your life? I'm sure you have, but do you want to talk about that? Yeah, occasionally. I was, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of going through that right now in my family because of some uh, miscommunication or a lack of communication as well. But I, I think miscommunication or not sharing certain things. Uh, uh, my daughter and I are feeling some some wounds and and drawing some conclusions with some of the members of my family about how we're always kind of 
second tier when it comes to some of the things that are going on. And I didn't really look at it in that light until you were talking about this topic the other day that, you know, we made some great strides over the last several years, particularly with my parents and I, because there was a time where I wasn't speaking to them for a while. And, uh, you know, Satan would love for us to just, for that just to go all the way again and for us to be back where we were. And the fact of the matter is sometimes miscommunication leads to no communication and then you don't get anywhere. And he's, I think he's thrilled with that especially when we're not talking at all. He's thrilled with that because he's got us right where he wants us. Yeah, I, I wish that for me it often went to no communication. <laughs> it probably goes more often to inappropriate communication, you know, because then it becomes an um, attack on somebody's intent. Vinny, now you've been around just a couple more years than Robbie and a few more than Dennis and a, a lot more than me, but have you had to deal, have you had to deal with uh, miscommunication over the years? Well, let's stay on the family uh, part here. I ha- my youngest is 57. I don't think I've ever agreed with her since she was born. <laughs> uh, but the whole idea of it is that you just don't stop hoping that they will understand what you're trying to get. That doesn't make me right, but it also doesn't make her right. And you've got to have the communications to try and feel your way through this. You know, well, it's uh, an 84-year-old man and a 57 that's hard. Mm-hmm. That is hard because, you know, the world has passed me by. But I still know what's, I think I know what's right and what's wrong. So you try and communicate that way the best you can. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you were talking, I had to think about, I, this is a good thing and a bad thing to some degree. Sometimes my, my 17-year-old son now actually is uh, more mature than me in some ways because he'll, my youngest and I, have a ten we love each other dearly i love my son um but we we don't understand each other it, you know he said this i heard something different i said this and we're both wired to move towards volatility right as it goes up to scale and unfortunately for us that caleb once in a while he's usually around us he'll go wait a minute this is what i think he's saying and this is what i think you're hearing <laughs> And it usually diffuses the situation, you know, and so I'm thinking... He, was he on Everybody Love Raymond at some point? He might have been. He might have been, you know, and we'll play that clip a little bit later. But, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when you just stop and say, wait a minute, let's try, to, let's try to talk through this. You know, that's one of the strategies we can use with the enemy is saying, before I get to this place of frustration, this is what I think I hear you saying. Is that what you intend? Right? And technology has added levels. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we had email, and, and certainly misunderstanding in emails, like, it's just twice as easy as it seems to be in person. The phone is one thing, and then you add texting, <laughs> or you even got to abbreviate it more. And, you know, when Vinny said, the world's passing me by, I, both of my sons, I don't know when I ever get to talk to them anymore. All, mm-hmm. all I get is text. Yeah. And you better be prepared to, to say it in a few words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it becomes, you have to learn how to, to keep up with that because to some degree, if I'm going to talk with my youngest daughter, it's primarily going to be through text. It's not going to be email, it's not going to be a phone call, but it's going to be through text. I find myself with my daughter sometimes now, she's 23, going back and uh, getting her on the phone and saying, I just read this in this text or in, I just saw this on Facebook and and probe a little bit about what's really going on because on the surface it looks like it's not good right but i can't tell 
because you can't you're not really communicating you're just putting out some things there that don't really tell the story that that's a thing that i have going on with my children dad why don't you learn how to text i said no why don't you learn how to call up <laughs> you know uh i think it's a, a lot more personal when somebody calls up and you hear their voice and you can really understand what they're saying but when it's written down it's like reading a book that you just got out of the library it's words that are put down on paper <clears throat> me anyway i had to get that in call me it's uh, a lot better to meet text. If people would just strive to communicate, it would go a lot better. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about more where the enemy takes that from that misunderstanding into a character assassination on one another. And we're going to get some great clips. I think you're going to laugh and I think you're going to see a little bit of yourself. Thanks for listening to the, this side of the uh, masculine journey. We're going to come back and you're going to love this next segment. Stay with us. I'm John Lithgow. Manatees are unique among the most amazing animals on earth, but they're endangered. We pose the greatest threat to their survival. Many manatees are killed or injured by boats or other recreational activities. I'm a writer of children's books, including one about manatees, and I believe education is the key. You can be part of the solution. Please contact Save the Manatee Club right now. Call 1-800-432-JOIN. Thank you. Get out to the forest and discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock. Let the kids connect to their roots. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah! Let's rock this jungle. Fresh air. What a glorious morning. Clean water. Woohoo! This is great! And endless surprises. Yo, this is untapped territory. How amazing. (laughs) Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Isn't that a good thing to pray? <laughs> Lord, just please don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah, that, that's that's just a couple years old, isn't it, Dennis? I was six years old, for the record, when that song came out. 1934, 1965. Part of the British invasion, Eric Burden and the Animals. And what was interesting about that, too, was that he actually said, Lord, you won't hear a pop star today refer to the Lord. And in 65, the British guys were even doing it. Well, not in a positive so, way. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to expound upon that those lyrics a little bit, and oh. maybe why we chose that. So, why did we choose it then? Well, I think what he was <laughs> saying, and of course, you have in, in in most of these pop songs, you've got male female relationships going on. Uh, but he's he's basically saying, I understand that these things happen sometimes, but that's not really me. Underneath all that is a good heart. 
uh, but it doesn't come out that way sometimes. And I want you to know that when I'm acting like a jerk, I'm not really, I'm not really a jerk. And she's looking at you, going, "But yeah, you are at the moment." <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a big misunderstanding, Sam. It is, it is, and I think there's a whole lot in that. I think there's times, as you you asked before the show, how many times is it? You know, the old the devil made me do it. Am I using that as an excuse? And mm-hmm. th- there's ownership we have to take in our actions. We we own those, right? But to think that they're not influenced by the enemy would be naive at best because he's back there whispering at you something, trying to get you to buy in. We're going to actually go to a clip that, that really plays, uh, takes right off the song you had, Intentions Are Good, Please Don't make, Help Me Not Be Understood, right? Mm-hmm. And it's from the, the TV show Frasier. And what's happening in this scene, you have the father, and then he's living with his son Frasier. His other son Niles is there, and Frasier's gone. And, and he's been complaining about the squeak in the father's chair. And so the father's going to oil it, and something kind of happens, and we'll pick it up from there. Dad? Downhill! I'm like, Dad! Oh, I thought you'd capsized. No! I was oiling my chair. The squeaking was bugging Frazier. Oh. <gasps> the carpet is a whole shade lighter under there. <laughs> Except for those little black dots you just made. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm going to get a towel. Yeah. No, I'll get it. No, it's all right. I'll get it. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. I'll get something to pick oh. up the grease. Clean it up. What just happened? Now, don't get upset. I was oiling my chair trying to get rid of the squeak, and I had a little spill. A little spill? I just had this carpet cleaned. I'm sorry. It was an accident. Sure, Dad. It was an accident. It was an accident. I, I saw him step on it. Now, as you know as well as I do, there are no accidents. <laughs> just admit it, Dad. Your latent hostility toward me has been building through the years, little by little, until you have finally struck the Achilles heel of my decor, the Berber carpet. (laughs) I did not do this on purpose. No? Then I suggest you dig deep into the twisted caves of your subconscious where malicious acts abide, clothed in the robes of plausible excuses. For the last time, this was not malicious. It was an accident. I don't think you know the difference. Yes, I do. That was an accident. This is malicious! <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode, it is a good one to watch because at that point, he's spraying the grease on, on Frazier, right? <laughs> he said, this part's malicious. Now, did, did you hear that kind of play out a little bit, Robbie? Wasn't his intentions good? He was trying to keep Frazier from frustrated with the oil, but he was misunderstood. <laughs> and truly an animal in the like scene. That's you know, what happened, yeah. Yeah, and, and that happens sometimes in our life, that you can have the best intention, but it's misinterpreted, right? And it's, again, that, that enemy that's, that's taking it and trying to twist it and turn it and make it seem as though it's something different. You talked about how, you know, texts just complicate things, and those little emotion things are supposed to help it, but sometimes I have to try to figure out what those even are. You know, but how many men out there just really, since this is a masculine trait, have thought, well, I'm going to help out my wife and do the dishes. <laughs> and then you broke her favorite plate, you know, in, this, in, the, in the midst of doing that. And the next thing you know, you, you're, you were just a soul whose intentions were good, but you, you started World War III, you know, because you broke the favorite dish, dish or whatever the situation may be. Well, when we were first married, and, and I had a big share of mistakes that I made, you know what I mean? There was a long list. And so, Heidi, if you're listening, I'm just telling you that, that, that part. So, I remember a couple times that I wanted to help her out. She was really busy with work, and, and I wanted to, to, to help with the laundry. 
you know, and so I would help with the laundry, and you know, and she'd come home, and all of a sudden I would hear, and she's not usually a complainer, but all I I would hear, well, the t-shirts aren't folded correctly, and this is not how you fold the towels. And after a while, it's like, why am I even going to bother, right? Well, at least you didn't bleach everything. No, <laughs> no, just, I didn't do that. I, I was picturing all sorts of stuff for that. Well, oh, no, we've no. been down that road. <laughs> I, I have washed some things that aren't supposed to be washed, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's, I don't get the whole wash it, but don't dry it. You know, <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense to me. But uh, there is a clip that's going to help us, and then we'll come back and talk on the backside of that. We need help. Yeah, we need help. And, and who else to get help but from Ray Mar- Ray Romano there from Everybody are. Loves Raymond. And in the scenes, what, what's happened is Allie, his daughter, is having some issues between him and his wife and her. And so they go to this session on how to better parent through understanding. And when he gets back from that, he goes over to his mom and dad's and gets an opportunity to put it into use. This is our tax refund check. It was stuck to the bottom of the ice cream. They've been on my back for a month telling me that I lost it. I'm not the one who eats ice cream in this house. Oh, you eat ice cream. Tofuti, I eat tofuti. You tell your friends you eat tofuti, but then you eat my ice cream. <laughs> Take a look at the tofuti. There's not a dent in the tofuti. <laughs> if I do eat ice cream, and I'm not saying that I do, I put it in a bowl like a person, not on the table where it gets stuck to an important check that somebody accuses me of losing. You know, in class, we were just doing this. Why can't you just admit this is your fault? Because I don't lose things, Frank. I'm organized. Not organized. Insane. We've got a shoebox labeled pieces of string too small to use. Uh, that I should tie together into a noose. I got a beam all picked out. Yeah, I got a step stool for you. So, Dad, you you think Mom's being unfair. That's right. It's always my fault when she can't find something. Because I work like a dog to keep this place straight, and he messes it up with all his projects. Come on, you think Dad's being inconsiderate. Have you met your father? <laughs> consideration do i ever get any thanks for all the stuff i do around here like what what is it you do well didn't i fix the thing that's true ma he did so dad's feeling unappreciated that's right oh come on i don't appreciate you how do i know evidently dad isn't hearing thank you oh he wants thank you this isn't thank you I guess mom's saying actions speak louder than words that's very good Raymond but sometimes we need to hear the words yeah I need words and I don't need words I'm sorry the check got stuck to the chubby hubby you never said that before no one's ever said that before I appreciate you Thanks. <laughs> oh, you could probably hear us laughing. They didn't even need the laugh track with that. Yeah, it's, funny. it's funny, but why is it so funny? Chubby hubby. Well, yeah, there's so much to it. Yeah, and it's a family thing that it's just so common. We can see ourselves in that and completely relate. I saw something the other night about uh, the Everybody Loves Raymond show, and the writers were talking about the fact that they actually came in and a lot of these story ideas ha- were actual things that were happening in their houses. These things that happened with their wives and their kids, they said, that's a show. And, and they would actually happen. So if it was the luggage thing, and that's, you hear that and you go, I can see that happening in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, today. Today, or if not today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Because misunderstandings continue to happen. And, and notice that Frank said in that clip as I listened to it, it's always my fault. 
And that's usually, as we talked before, a good indicator when the enemy is involved in it. When you're hearing it's always this way, rarely is there anything in life that's always a certain way. You know, someone may be inconsiderate, but rarely are they always inconsiderate, right? Or never, like they're never going to change. Well, I know one thing to be true, I think we've all changed over the years, and so we may still have some similar tendencies, but we're not the same people we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, Robbie, in your case, like 75 <laughs> years ago. But uh, no, would you guys say that that's a true statement that you've seen people kind of change over the years, but yet that tendency still stays the same sometimes? You know, it's funny that you're putting it that way because I was married for 44 years before Rita left me, you know, and I wanted to do everything for the first 20 years. And it finally dawned on me after 20 years when she said, no, I got it, you know, what that meant. Get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, but before, I, oh, you know, good. Give me a hand here. Do this. And like Robbie's saying, do dishes. Do everything, you know? But after 20 years, no, I got it. Don't bother. That's right. You understood exactly what those mean. My wife never said, no, I got it. Maybe that was but the, the beauty of that clip really is, you know, if you've watched the episode, those two really do love each other. Absolutely. And Raymond is pointing them to the bigger truth that's underneath it that, wow, you know, here's a relationship that really has worked for years and years and years and, and really has some good fruit. And can you guys not see it? And he points them back to that. Mom's heart is really good. Dad's heart is really good. Man. You know, that's what we really want out of our parents. Right. And that's really the challenge that we all tend to face. Right. It's not the check getting stuck to the, the chubby, to hubby. chubby <laughs> hubby, which is hilarious. You know, it's something else. And sometimes we have to be brought back to the truth of what is the deeper truth of the situation. You know, when Jesus left, he kind of gave us one command. I think it was to love one another. Right. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and love one another. Was there something else? That's one command. Well, yeah, it's all one command. So it, it's two parts. It's a two-part one command. But love your God and love one another. And, and the only way we can love one another is to use that thing called understanding and maybe cut them a little slack and say, hey, wait a minute, is that really what you meant to say? Be prepared because they might say, yep, that's what I meant. Or more than likely they'll say, no, that's not what I meant at all. I meant this. And, and derail the enemy's plan to start a fire from a small spark. You've been listening to The Masculine Journey. We just want to thank you for listening. When we come back next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about spiritual warfare and the enemy's plan. We enjoy having you, and I hope you enjoyed us. Have a great day.